0: This is the Clonmel Podcast with Mark Whelan.
1: Hello, it's Mark here and welcome to the Clonmel Podcast episode 151 for this Friday the 13th of October. My goodness. Now this podcast is brought to you by the Village Grill Clarahan where they're open six days a week, closed on Mondays and having a party or get together. Why not check out their great party food deals at VillageGrill.ie. Download their app or simply call this number 0526137787. The food there is absolutely delicious. So, how was your week? Hope it went well. Yes, so, as I was saying there a few moments ago, Friday the 13th. How unlucky is it? Or is it? Are you the superstitious type who didn't get out of bed today because, you know, you're a bit scared of the whole day thing? Believe it or not, you might laugh. There are certain people out there who will not step outside their house Because of the day that it is Anyway, I hope your Friday the 13th went okay And is still going okay It was also budget time this week Yeah, the old reliables went up And I had a bit of a gripe here Because of the price of petrol and diesel We were told they weren't going to add on That excise duty charge that they were supposed to do But instead, petrol and diesel went up by two cents per litre Why? Well, because of the carbon tax So there you go Anyway, hope you got over the budget okay as well well done to Clonmel, who picked up a gold award for the 15th time, I add, at the Tidy Towns Awards during the week. Well done to all involved there, especially Clonmel Tidy Towns, who do such great work here in Clonmel. We had a yellow thunderstorm morning in town this week. I think it was on Wednesday, and that same day, I have to say, what to all the primary schools who took part in the cross-country race organised by Clomwell AC at the Toos Hub during the week. It was absolutely teeming down, and these schools were doing the cross-country run. Mind you, you know, back in our day, you had to get all muddy during a cross-country run, didn't you? And finally, good luck to everyone sleeping out under the main guard for the shine, a light sleep out to raise awareness of homelessness. So, what is coming up this week on the Clonmel Podcast? I'm joined by Phil Keogh, who talks about the hygiene bank, growing up in a pub in town, and also running her own business. Rock of Ages comes to the White Memorial Theatre. Panto also comes to the whites and the winners of our hashtag Where's Mella competition to win the Clonmel Podcast mug. Announced.
2: The Clonmel Podcast.
1: But first, I caught up with Phil Guida, President of Clonmel Rotary, to find out about their upcoming charity dance night at Hotel Manila.
2: Yep, that's on the 10th of November, um, and it's in aid of the a great uh, charity of mine, which is Concierge Women's Refuge here in Clonmel. The tickets are 60 euro ahead, uh, and it's a dinner kind of dance and great music. Great raffle, great night,
1: and it's happening on the tenth of November. Is that right, Phil?
2: Tenth of November, seven thirty till late. But as I say, the tickets are sixty euro ahead. However, every single cent on the night will go to this charity that I'm very keen on. So we hope that we can make about four grand on the night. But it's the raffles. We've got excellent raffle prices. Yeah.
1: You have. I think one contains uh one of our mugs.
2: Every one of them contains <laughs> a mug. One mug on each price.
1: One yeah. Clawmill Podcast mug yeah. on each hamper as well.
2: Ten ten hampers and yeah. ten mugs. Ten mugs.
1: <laughs> and I know Kunse, <laughs> as you were saying, it's a charity close to your heart, isn't it?
2: Very much. Uh for no other reason except that during the lockdown uh you hear lots of um, really sad and horrendous stories. And that's when I decided, if you recall back, I decided that I did that walking aid of uh, raising funds for concert. And at the time, Clamel were going through quite a dramatic time in declining um, phone calls because they just didn't have the space. So that's been in my heart ever since. And I will continue to promote anything to do with concert.
1: That was how I met you doing the cycle and the course, the walk as well.
2: Indeed you did and uh, ever since once a week if i recall right mm. ringing my bell every time down the, um, the, the 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 blue way <laughs> but it was i know in fact i think um if it hadn't been for you i think that the amount i raced would have been slightly less so i do i do say thank very much for that,
1: that oh phil thank me. you so much as well that's lovely to say so the Chippery ramblers they're playing the music on the night as well great band here of course in town
2: they are indeed and they're really looking forward to it now we know they're not what you call a big music band and dance band, but it'll be a fun night. That's what it's all about. Dress code? Um, Casual but neat.
1: Casual but neat. Okay, I won't wear my shorts.
2: No, but you can wear the golf pants, you know. I can't remember the name, but you know. Golf
1: pants. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even possess a pair of those, Phil, unlike your good self, of course.
2: You could could have have speedos, you know.
1: (laughs) Where can people get tickets from, of course?
2: Uh, Right, either from myself, Mm. Um I can give you the number if you please like. Please do. 087-785-1504. or Alternatively you could also ask um you could actually knock on the door concert and ask them if they've got any tickets, which they have. And or panda carpets, Terry Stafford at Panda Carpets.
1: And as you were saying, it's for Concer. All the money goes there as well. So if you can, please try and support the charity Dinner Dance from Cloma Rotary, yeah.
2: Absolutely. I do and I, I really, really do hope that uh, People take that on board. It is a great charity. Clonmel needs—they're going through some um, some refurbishment—and every cent I can raise will help them towards that. But more importantly, they, they can have a a room for the kids where they can do a bit of therapy and so on.
1: All right, thank you. Before we say goodbye, uh, President now of Clonmel Rotary, how's it going for you?
2: Okay, it's uh, been a tough start. Looking forward to it. I've, I'll be president until the end of uh, July. Um, yeah, yeah, it, it's been okay so far. I mean, the the, the the hard work will be carries on until, like I say, until the New Year. We've got lots of other um, things coming up, like the Golf Classic, uh, the Christmas Tree uh, Remembrance Tree, as it's said. Then we've got the Quiz Night and so on. But there is one other thing that I have in mind, which is called the uh, Just One Life, and that's all in aid of what the, the tragic that happened. Uh, a few months back with the kids uh, by Hillview. And One Life is all about letting people know the um, the problems in driving, young kids especially. And that's what I've got in mind as as, as the, as the uh, as a Rotary member. You might, you
1: might tell us more about that in the other I will time. I'll tell
2: you more and once I've got all my facts straight, straight because there's lots and lots of people got to be involved. And I mean agencies, all appropriate agencies. But more importantly, I need to contact the family of all the people, you know. Uh, But I'll let you know more about that in the new year.
1: Okay, looking forward to seeing you at the Charity Dinner Dance. It's again on Friday, the 10th of November at Hotel Manila, 7.30pm till late. And of course, music by the Tipperary Rounders. Don't forget, tickets are 60 euros. Phil Guida, thank you so much.
2: Thank you. Please, please buy tickets.
1: Thank you, Phil. Now, a Meet Your New Ukrainian Neighbours free event organised by the South Tipperary Development Company is coming to the Clomolo Clubhouse tomorrow, Saturday at 12pm. There'll be food, bingo and other great activities going on. So why don't pop along there? St. Mary's Parochial School, Western Road are having an open day on Wednesday, the 25th of November between 5 and 7pm. All are welcome to come along and see the school. The Presentation Secondary School and CBS High School present Rock of Ages at the White Memorial Theatre from the 23rd to the 26th of October. Wasn't Tom Cruise in this film? I think he was. Anyway, for tickets and more info, go to the Presentation Secondary School Clonmel Facebook page. That's set to be a fantastic couple of nights. TY students from some of the schools around town are organising a Christmas market at the Kickham Plaza on the 16th and 17th of December and are inviting all businesses to come along and take part. Now, for more, go to CBS High School Clonmel Facebook page. Great idea having a market there, a Christmas market especially. The next St. Vincent de Paul furniture sale is on Friday, the 20th of October from 10am to 1pm. Why not pop along and maybe grab yourself a bargain there? Social dancing to the excellent Michael Sexton comes to the Feathered Ballroom on Sunday, the 15th of October from 8.30pm to 11.30pm. Now admission is just a tenner, that's right, €10, and you get tea as well. Gleason's Bar in Irish Town are holding a pool tournament. And before you ask if Richie has installed a swimming pool, no, it's pool like, you know, a bit like snooker. It's €10 per entry, limited to 32 players, with the first round of games being played on Sunday, the 22nd of October. Get more details on their social media pages. Feather Park are holding Playball classes starting tomorrow, Saturday, the 14th of October. It's a 10-week block with the two- to three-year-old classes starting at 9.30am and four- to five-year-olds at 10.20am. Both 45-minute classes. For more, go to www.playballkids.com and search Classes in Feathered or email mattbrownrugby at gmail.com. It's nearly Panto time again. Oh, no, it's not. Oh, yes, it is. As St. Mary's Call Society presents Cinderella at the White Memorial Theatre from the 27th of November to the 2nd of December, with no show, by the way, on Wednesday the 29th of November. More details on this exciting Panto to follow. Love a good Panto. County Tipperary Chamber are celebrating International Men's Day, didn't know there was one, with an afternoon to take time out, network and mingle at the Talbot Hotel. It's on Friday the 17th of November at 2pm. Guest speaker for the afternoon is Father Damo. That's right, Joe Rooney. Prices 40 euros for members, 60 euros for non-members and go to countytipperarychamber.com for more details. That's www.countytipperarychamber.com. Lonnigan's Bar on O'Connell Street reopens tomorrow, Saturday the 14th of October. They'll be showing the big game between Ireland and the All Blacks and loose cannons and a DJ will be playing later on in the Outback. Good to see that bar reopened again. St. Mary's CBS are taking enrolment applications for September 2024 in all classes. That's first to six years. You can call 052-612-1594 or email CBSNS at yahoo.ie for more information. Listerona National School Parents Association are holding a Christmas jumper table quiz at the Coachman Bar, Parnell Street on Friday the 1st of December at 8pm. Table of four, 20 euros. There'll be a prize for the best Christmas jumper. That could be you. And lots of raffle prizes as well. The next Clonmel Repair Cafe and Toy Library takes place on the 29th of October at Anglesey Street. That's at Zero Waste Marketplace. want to pop along there in case you may have something you're thinking. It's been in the shed for ages. I need to get it looked at. They'll sort you out right there at the Repair Cafe. I think I've got an old Hoover in there I must bring down. A free weekend Quit Smoking program is coming to the Clonmel Community Resource Centre next Tuesday, the 17th of October from 11am to 12.30pm. Now to book your place, contact Catherine Murphy on this number 87 1880690 or email healthycommunities at clonmelcrc.ie. Another Clonmel Christmas Market is coming to the Greyhound Stadium on the 9th and 10th of December. It's on from 12 to 5pm and admission is free. Love the Christmas markets. The Tipperary Sports Partnership are facilitating the Wibbly Wobbly six-week program with the Tipperary Child Care Committee. <laughs> I just love the name of that, the Wibbly Wobbly. Now, this is aimed at children aged two and a half to six years and is a starting point for children cycling. To get more information, go to the Tipperary Childcare Committee Facebook page. I'm thinking Wibbly Wobbly. Remember when you learned to cycle first and the front wheel was going left and right and you were Wibbly Wobbly all over the place? Maybe that's why they called it that. Love it. Now, if, like me, you're not the best dancer in the world but have dreams of maybe appearing on Dancing with the Stars or Strictly Come Dancing, you'd be glad to know that dance classes in Jive, Waltz, Cha-Cha and Line Dancing take place every Wednesday at the iconic Feathered Ballroom in Feathered, no partner required. These are beginners classes that start at 8pm and if you're really good and got a bit of rhythm in you, there's non-beginners classes at 9pm. €10 per class. You can book six for 50 euros. And for more information, call Old Snake Hips himself, Declan Roach, on this number. He's holding the classes 086 0286 289. The Tipperary Museum of Hidden History having a spooky gallery tour on Saturday, the 28th of October, from 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. There'll be a spooky tour around the museum, gallery, stories of witches, fairies, executions and lots more. (laughs) I'm sorry, getting carried away there. Admission is free, but booking is required either through Eventbrite or at museum at tipperarycoco.ie, or you can call this number 052 616 5252 and children must be accompanied by an adult. A Halloween party and story time with games and prizes for the best costume is coming to the Clonmel Library on Tuesday, the 31st of October at 3pm. Now you'll need to book this and you can do so by calling this number 052 616 6130. A Halloween zombie walk comes to town on the 31st of October and set to be the biggest and best one yet. So don your favourite zombie costume and makeup, and join in the fun. A Halloween play event comes to Hillview Sports Club on the 28th and 29th of October. There'll be bouncy castles, music, lights, giant games and lots more going on here. Get more details on electricpartyrentals.ie and staying with the Halloween theme or the Halloween theme the Imperial Showcase present Halloween at the Coachman Bar on Friday the 27th of October there'll be live pole aerial hoop burlesque and drag performances and a pop-up shop by Lace and Tassels now the doors open at 7pm and the show starts at 8 and tickets are just 15 euros from the door The South Tipperary Autism Group are holding a conference for parents, caregivers and professionals of children aged 2 to 18 years. It's on at the Talbot Hotel Poppyfields on Wednesday, that's next Wednesday at 7.30pm and tickets are available on eventbrite.ie. A weekly walk and talk takes place every Thursday at the Clonmel Resource Centre in Kickham Street at 11.15am. So want to pop along, make new friends and also refreshments will be served afterwards. The South Tipperary Involvement Centre is open Tuesday to Friday from 11am to 1pm at a place for you at Gladstone Street where you can pop in for a cuppa and a chat. They will also have their Tuesday Evening Club on the first and last Tuesday of the month from 7 to 9pm. And all are welcome. Southeastern Mountain Rescue present The Long Way Round, a 15k fundraising walk run for Semra. You can register now on eventbrights.ie. They're also looking for volunteers to help them out on the day. They're looking for route marshals, registration helpers, people to hand out the jellies, make the tea, that sort of thing. If you're interested in volunteering, email volunteerlwr at semra.ie. That's volunteerlwr at semra, semra.ie. The Feathered Community Group Circle of Friends present a lip-sync battle at Hotel Manila on Sunday the 29th of October at 8 p.m., Tickets are €25 Euros in aid of South Tipperary Hospice and available from the furthered post office or any committee member. Now, how about some bingo? It's on every Monday night at Hillview Sports Club. Doors open at 7pm, eyes down at 8 with a jackpot prize of €1,000 and tea and coffee is also served, there may a bicky at half-time. If you're feeling energetic tomorrow morning when you wake up, how about taking part in the Clonmel Park Run? It's on every Saturday starting at 9.30am from the Gas House Bridge. All are welcome for this 5 k run or walk. That's what I'm thinking of, the walk along the river. Want to pop along, bring a friend, bring the kids and bring the dog. All are welcome. The Clonmel Community Soup Kitchen is based at the railway station here in town and they're looking for your food donations. If you can help them out at all by donating food, non-perishable items... Here's what you do. You can drop them off on Tuesdays between 5 and 7 p.m., 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. on Thursdays, and 9.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. on Fridays.
0: The Clonmel Podcast Job Spot.
1: Now, jobs this week, what have we got? Well, the Market Coffee House in Market Street are looking for a deli assistant. Full-time, part-time, just drop in your CV if interested or email o'connell-tracy at outlook.com. Clonmel Carpet and Beds are looking for carpet and vinyl fitters. Full-time and part-time, email Carpets at yahoo.ie if interested there. Mulcahis in channel are looking for a Delhi carvery server. Email your CV if interested to info at mulcahis.ie Mr Price, out by Tesco, are looking for store staff. Email your CV to recruitment at mrprice.ie. Richard Egan Furniture is looking for an apprentice cabinet maker for their workshop here in town. You can email your CV to info at richardegan.ie. Michael Garny's are hiring. It's a full-time position Monday to Friday. You can send your CV to caroline.freeney at michaelgarny.com. Dove Hill, just out the road, are looking to hire staff for their cafe and kitchen. You can email your CV to gcarol at blarney.com. A checkout operator is wanted at Super Value Poppyfields. Just drop in your CV if interested. And finally, the Village Grill in Clarahan are looking to hire a store supervisor where you'll oversee the day-to-day running of the store, you must be able to work with the team, flexible working hours, and an experience in the food industry desirable. If interested, send your CV to hughodonnell1 at gmail.com. That's O'Donnell one at gmail.com. If you've got a job to offer, want to advertise it right here on The Clommel Podcast. Just email Podcast at gmail.com. Now, time for this week's interview. And I caught up with Phil Kyo for a chat.
2: The Clommel Podcast.
1: Phil Kyo, welcome to The Clommel Podcast.
0: Thank you, Mark. Lovely to see you.
1: And thank you for inviting me into your home. We've got the lovely fire on because it's a terrible morning out there as well.
0: A perfect day for a podcast.
1: <laughs> it is indeed. Now... You're well-known for the Tipperary Hygiene Bank. How are things going there?
0: Well, I'm known, but as I say, my, my founding partners do all the work, really. There are four of us involved, four females involved. They work behind the scenes. So I'm just really front of house. And it's going, it's gone quite well. Uh, we started in November of 21. Mm. So we're now just two years. And... Um, Today we have distributed locally 5,000 kilos of hygiene, both domestic and personal hygiene products locally to the town and some surrounding areas we distribute through legitimate community partners who have to be registered charities. And before I move on, we are actually a registered charity ourselves. We are a centre from the hygiene hub in Ireland, in Dublin. But getting back to our community partners here, we are involved with Bernardos in Ellen Park. We're involved with Camel Soup Kitchen in Doyle. We're also involved with Clamel Community Families and Children. We're also help with Tulsa for Families in Distress, and there are other situations that that do occur from time to time. There was a story recently, an experience, I suppose. That was brought back to us, there was three families found and they happened to be Irish people and you would imagine who would be well informed and capable of contacting the all available services, but they were in deep distress with poverty. There was no heating, there was no food, they had nothing with families Mm -hmm. and the community person involved was actually shocked and stressed for a few days after the experience of it. So to see, uh, to think that it doesn't happen our own doorstep or that people don't have a toothbrush or they don't have soap, it does happen. It's happening constantly every day in our community. On the positive side, I think our group, our charity, we give people support. I think uh, the other big word is hope. Mm, mm. Something is coming in the door to help them which is, you know, it's worth so much of value both uh, psychologically, emotionally and financially to keep them on their journey of trying to keep their families together. And, you know, that has been returned to us for feedback over and over again. You know, you could have a gentleman waiting or an elderly man waiting. And also I have to mention too, we also do work through the Vincent Paul to designated people through the members below. We always know where our products are going. They're always traceable. but otherwise we couldn't continue to go out and fundraise and uh, because we need them to go to those in need. But um, yeah, there was a gentleman getting back to... Uh, one of our community partners, he was waiting and he said, oh, the blessings of God in you. Know, here he's shaving foam and he's shower gel and all are coming and in, lovely. you know. And also, I think, which is important to there were quite a lot of male single parents who are often forgotten about. And also in... What they receive, it goes firstly to the children, whatever. And um, for them to be acknowledged, it's nice for us to be able to give them products as mm, well for them. Mm, for mm. them, and you know, and their needs. And where, um, where
1: are the drop-off points as well, Phil?
0: The drop-off points are at uh, the Poppyfields in Supervalue, uh, the Klammer Library, O'Gorman's Life Pharmacy in Gladstone Street and we have Sue Ryder Shop there in um, Marystone and we have a temporary one on trial um, basis now with um, Weston Electrical Shop at the corner. Oh yeah, And we also have... It's in Gladstone
1: Street isn't it there?
0: Yes, Mm. we're also extending now out into our um, community area. We've also put um, a drop-off point out in Care because some of our community partners do extend with families in that out in care and that's in needs um, massage and beauty and so we are extending out as well you know there will be more drop-off points in other areas and uh, i must also say that people are excellent as well we just got um, a message to our social media the other day that mrs ronan's in castle blake outside rose green mm. they generously did a huge collection for us last year and just on their own but decided to do another big one for us. Now, hopefully, I said maybe I should have preempted that, but I'm sure there will be generous collection for us again. So we, we sometimes get those as well. And people mm. are very good as well, yeah.
1: So it's, it's going well.
0: Yes, yes, we're here to stay.
1: Thank God for that.
0: Absolutely.
1: Now, can we talk about yourself? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Where in town are you from, Phil?
0: Originally, I first lived in the Western Road. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. And at nine years of age, then I suppose my parents were a little bit driven, so they wanted a business and uh, they uh, purchased uh, a pub. It was called The Glue Pot. The Glue Pot? That'll give you an idea at the standard of decor or lack of it (laughs) inside. (laughs) It was um, called then the, um, my parents saw the name of a pub in Dublin and they named it the Royal Oak.
1: The Royal I, where, where was it?
0: It was directly across from the cottage hospital, a oh, cottage yeah. nursing home. It was all yellow wash. I can remember as a child inside everywhere. Things were pretty bad in it, but anyway, my dad still had um, his own job, in the it was Clammell Foods at oh, the yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. So of course, for you know consolidated income, and uh, my mum started to go over the decor of the bar, or whatever, finance the head or whatever, and it was. Uh, yeah, I think it was bought for about £3,000 or something in those days. Yeah.
1: What year was that roughly? It, I, been... I, it
0: must have been about 65 or so. 1965. Yeah, five, yeah, yeah. So then all of that progressed. And I can remember bar food being served and sandwiches and soup and whatever. Is that a rarity back then? Yes, I would think so. Mm. Yeah, a few pubs did it around. Yeah. So then they continued and then they extended and they um, developed the, the new singing lounges to include the females and all for a night out. And I remember ours was quite, you know, quite salubrious, I'd say. then we had the carpets and we had the bucket leatherettes, armchairs, Mm. and um, there was a divide in it that you could close it off when it wouldn't be open the weekends or whatever. So the next thing, you had a lot of the uh, people living in the area, and particularly the females who would go out with their husbands, have their baby shams, snowballs. (gasps) (laughs) <laughs> uh, maybe Sidonis or whatever. And the music was absolute. It was all local music and it was terrific. Wow. Yeah. So that, yeah, that, uh, that's, yeah. that's what was
1: it like for you growing up in a pub?
0: Obviously, family life wasn't the same as when you were at home in your semi-detached house. But uh, yeah, I used to remember, I'd be up at eight o'clock of a Sunday morning. And my main thing was I was always doing the bottles, sorting the bottles out in the, in the storage shed and I'd be doing cleaning in the barn, in the lounge and all of that. And then I used to be serving at the tables. Wouldn't necessarily be at night time in that, you know. During the day. But I was well able to pull a pint and whatever, yeah. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bearing in mind we were only about three and a half years there, so I was certainly under 12 being able to do that. Yeah, no mercy there in that house. <laughs> and Busy pub then? Yes, it was. And another thing which has brought to my mind of late, um, my mum engaged with somebody in St Luke's Hospital. Mm. And at that time, uh, the patients that were well were able to come out into the community and work. This is the way forward for them to start of integration of them that they had been uh, living in, we'll say, parts of St Luke's buildings for years. Mm. So um, she got in contact with them. And I remember there was two, there was at least two, Uh, Employed by my parents, you know, and um, you know, obviously they were always treated with respect. So suddenly you could see a little, a a transformation bit by bit. They would be dressing better, their hair would be cut better, Um, they were uh, more talkative and whatever. They had a life outside of the hospital. Which is and and it wasn't just us, you know. A lot of people in the area employed the people and had very good relationships with them. So from that point of view, you know, the like of the health board and that Southern Health Board at the time, it worked both ways and it was great. Yeah, but then my my dad got sick at the time because he was double jobbing. That must and, have been very difficult. mm He, I, I'd say it was maybe he'd be going to bed like maybe it's mm. one thirty in the morning up maybe it's seven again. And you know, um, so then they decided to um, uh, sell it, and it was on the front page of the nationalist. <laughs> it made, I think, was it twelve or thirteen thousand pounds. On. Then, yeah. Oh, wow. So they moved out, and they bought um, a private house out on the care road. I um, think got itchy feet again. So then there was um, another business. Yeah, my dad was a trained butcher. Right, he had trained in Kilkenny. He was from Kilkenny. And His background, they were business, would have been in the background, but his own dad was a tough businessman. But he was out in his home once he came to Clonmel and married and whatever. So, anyway, um, yeah, they bought Premier Meats in Clonmel. Oh, uh, yeah, it was pretty much on the ground, so to speak, you know, when they came. So, yeah, built up that then, and um. And I have great memories of Gladstone Street, Mm. you know, because I was probably a teenager and I was always sort of in and out and on the street. And uh, I would have bought my clothes, you know, and I remember the sense of community amongst all the shopkeepers at the time. We had metastas next door. So the meat then would go in and out the laneway. There was Mulcahy's bottlers. And they were great, go and get the tea or whatever. And uh, you'd have Mr. Tobin and Mr. Darmody. And there was great camaraderie in there. And then you had uh, Sparrow and Simpsons then uh, across the road. And um, I always remember them bringing the boxes out from the shop into, into, the, um, into the cars that were waiting. And then would be doing deliveries. And I also remember the smell of the coffee.
1: Beautiful smell of coffee though, isn't it? That
0: was a long time ago. Mm. And of course, then you had the ideal drapery just around the corner from, we'll say, um that used to be Sheila's Corner. Yeah. Holland and Barrett. Yeah. That, yeah. yeah. remember going up buying my midi coat there, you know, <laughs> being allowed. You know, being allowed to go up and pick it out about whatever. And also then, besides Premier Meats, you had Mrs. O'Brien's Cafeteria. So Mr. O'Brien was a lovely old lady. I think she was a single lady, but she was always the teas and the coffees and the lunches were huge there. And then, of course, you had the O'Gorman's pharmacy. Mr O'Gorman and Mrs O'Gorman, they would be Kevin, that used with be their son, there had been two generations past. And then, of course, there was Biddy Barrett. Biddy was another single lady who married late in life. It was a news agent and she always had the apron on and whatever. Uh, behind the counter I think I remember that shop I bet you do Yeah, and do you remember the smell of the bacon and cabbage from the kitchen no I don't (laughs) terrible at times (laughs) but uh, yeah they were you know and um, I actually remember now that was much sooner I was but 43 years ago Tommy Ryan coming onto the street and he looking outside his premises I was outside our, our other shop I'll go back to that and I was sweeping outside and, f- and I saw him and I thought it was his wife was with him. Mm. In fact, it was his sister just before he, um, he purchased it and set up the jewellery shop. No way. Yeah. Oh yeah. my yeah. goodness, God. And of course, across from Premier Meats, there was Sutton's Coal Yard and that and the shop in the front. And um, our pr- present mayor, of course, Mr. R- Richie Malloy, he did his internship in there.
1: He did. I worked with Richie over in the other Sutton's over there in um, Dillon Street. That's right. Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: That's funny, isn't
0: it? Yeah. Oh,
1: my And God. you had Joe
0: Malley's music shop at the corner where the shop was, you know? Yeah. 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 And um, and then, of course, you had the Savory Club. What was the Savory Club, Phil? It was another bar and lounge by Billy Gibbs that was owned.
2: Oh, mm. right. Okay. Mm.
0: Or, was, or was that where Pavonis is now? Okay. I think it was is, P- P- correct mm, me if I'm mm. wrong, yeah, you know, and of course then there was the Ormond, the Ormond Centre, remember the the hotel being knocked down and that, and um, yeah, and of course Street, Drapery up the street. Fabulous businesses there. Oh, and everybody was so interconnected then, really were, and you know, everybody gelled together and a good Chamber of Commerce and all of that, you know.
1: Now, you mentioned mm. another business.
0: Yeah, then my dad he purchased, there was A.B. Kendi's, that was another butcher shop, so he purchased that. And, where was that? And that was across the road where McMahon's shoes are now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So my mum set up a, a, a gift business there, and I eventually then took took it over and set up the shoe business and, you know.
1: What about schooling for yourself, where'd you go? I went
0: to Presentation Convent, yes, yeah. yeah, yeah. And would you believe we're all still in contact today? That's great. We have a group called Press 74 <laughs> <laughs> and we absolutely have great banter. And uh, maybe some of them could, uh, may, may possibly be listening to this at some point. Yeah, we all meet and um, we uh, we have our annual Christmas dinner over in Raheen House. It's brilliant. Yeah and uh, we absolutely have great fun and it like, can be great support too you know we have our app and we meet up and did you do so and so whatever but it's always about laughing and joking and jibing at each other it's terrific you know one of the girls actually came over from Kilkenny recently uh, to meet up it was for coffee and whoever turns up turns up but there's a a good sort of circle of about 15 of us living around town as well. I yeah. say you
1: reminisce about the old school days, do you, sometimes?
0: Oh, we do, yeah, of <laughs> course, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and good and bad, yeah.
1: And what was the plan for you? What did you want to do? When you I left was school? clueless,
0: like a lot yeah. of people at my age. You are at that
1: age, aren't you? I think. Absolutely, I think you yeah. to do? Hadn't, you
0: know? Not a clue. Not a clue. Went down to business studies mm. because it was business. Mm-hmm. Mm. and then went up I did a commercial course in Dublin and how was that? it wouldn't have been me <laughs> <laughs> and eventually then because I didn't have brothers sisters then there was a few a few um, sort of um, bits and pieces at home so my father then got into wholesale um, meat business then as well I did everything we had bed and breakfast outside on the K road very um, good there was, yeah my mum had the gift shop
1: where was and the gift shop? Phil? The
0: gift shop was where uh, A.B. Kennedy's was next door oh, right, to McDonald's, yeah. yes. And, and then my father with the meat business as well. And then after that, he had a farm. So all those little bits and pieces. So I did, to get back to what I actually did, I did bed breakfast. I fed lambs. I carried over 20 kilos of meat, often into the hospitals, into the army barracks or whatever, um, until my mum stopped with it and decided that I needed help with that. Because I was a son and a daughter, all in one. Mm, mm. And um, as regards work, you know, yeah. So there was always something to be always something to be done. Yeah, there was no such thing as well. I did so much, and I did, and I can't. No, it was hard graft. It was, yeah. It was like all of us at the time. We, mm. you know, funds had to be made, bills had to be paid, and you know. there was never any such thing as ah, sure, don't bother, mm. don't bother, or you can't do. Never came into the vocabulary from our ear, and I think that was very common. Good way to be, mm.
1: hard graft,
0: Yeah, hard, yeah.
1: honest work, is. Yeah, that's yeah. what it
0: is. But also in saying that, to be able to enjoy mm. life too, at whatever extent, you know. And mm. what did you
1: do socially then, in your later years? So?
0: Um, well then, around town at that time when you were single, you know, sort of all your peers had gone off, they had gone to the bank, they'd done nursing, they had done um, civil service at the time, so um, a hockey club started up, Clummel Hockey Club restarted. Oh yeah. And um, so our practice was out in Marlefield and uh, but we had great fun. And then there was other females, particularly, and they were working in town and they joined us. So then we played hockey, played it down in Cork, Limerick, wherever. I had a van or a car at the time, whatever, from home. And away we went. And all the other uh, girls who had cars at the time, the late Franco Donoghue, who, who started the Tidy Towns, he was our um, referee. So um, Frank was brilliant, always with us, you know, and uh, he was the the only gentleman amongst all the females. Often we couldn't f- fill a full team, so we'd say there was one of them was ill or were ill or whatever. And yeah, we played in, um, oh Harlequins, we played in Catholic Institute, we played in all the clubs, you know, was it and we trained as well. Yeah,
1: successful team
0: then. V- very and socially very successful. <laughs> <laughs> we formed the and Hockey Club social section then and we used to have our social club meetings in Hearns Hotel to organise. So we had many a party around town and uh, there was a lot of uh, couples met and married out of those parties. They no, were usually no. held in the um, school halls around outside, yeah, outside of town. And um, the committee uh, would do a lot of work. We would always put, um, I don't know it the crystals on the floor for the dancing. Mm. There would always be punch on arrival and goodies and whatever.
1: Oh, very swanky-do then, wasn't it?
0: Um, there would always be Busty Conway for the DJ. Right. And we would always go up to Busty at two o'clock in the morning and we would give him so much more for another hour. And they'd normally finish at three and then there was a trad session after that.
1: Busty Conway. I say he was a legend, wasn't he? I think so.
0: (laughs) But great fun. Yeah. Great fun, absolutely. So that you know, that passed the time a lot. And um, should then you know, we we'd go maybe up to the ploughing championship. We'd go to the field evenings. Whoever was around town, we were. We had a great great social life, really, a great variety, you know. Is the hockey
1: club still going today or is it? It is, yes, yeah,
0: yeah it is going. I think it's going quite well. We didn't have a pitch at the time to practice or anything. But, yeah, it's still going. And, um, yeah, it was, it was great, really. I don't know where they have put as much social emphasis as we did at the time. It all paid off. I so say you yeah.
1: enjoyed the crack.
0: Oh, we all did. Absolutely, we all did. Yeah, 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 absolutely, you know.
1: So you did actually set up your own business at some stage too, didn't you?
0: I did, yes, yeah, yeah. I went to Dublin for a while and um, while I worked there and I got an opportunity there but I did, you know, it was a bit like I wanted to do my own thing, so Mm. yeah. um, I saw an opportunity for, you know, sort of European shoes and so I started that up. Made lot of mistakes at the beginning Mm. and um, because those days, you you were on your own, you know, there was no internet or anything Mm. So, yeah, I did, and yeah, then I went abroad to buy. I, you know, made contacts, went out on my own, and made started making the contacts and purchases and brought them in and them. All that was quite big now, for Mm. you know, whereas today, like, totally different. You've all did the network of you know, social media and connections, whatever. But, um, yeah, did that for a good few years, and then got into, um, ladies' accessories and all that, which wasn't really the done thing in the, the male-dominated footwear world then. Mm. Those things they were referred to, which in actual fact, they ended up being about 40% of the business because you had that, um, having those accessories to sale extended into functions, um, the wedding business, all of that, you know. But I always tended more to the dressier end of the market, I was more fashion, I suppose, orientated, you know, and then we'll say all oh, the more, the relevant day-to-day shoes and whatever and, and functional and for problem feet that were being catered for. So there was myself really Carl Scarpus at that time in town and um, I suppose we brought in Italian shoes and that yeah. which people could comfort for. They were a little bit extra but they were mm. more long-term and um yeah that did work yeah what was your shop called Phil? it was called options options yeah I remember options yes ago. indeed yeah yes, yeah indeed. yeah few people would say to me you know oh, phil how are you you know phil i still have some of your shoes and boxes <laughs>
1: <laughs> and where were you based again was that and gladstone, gladstone street yeah yeah
0: yeah it was yeah, it? yeah, it was, oh, yeah. God. my father in the meantime would have sold premier meats and to Murray, and uh, but where the fish shop is now that was part that was part of the business. Down the quay? Down the quay, yeah. Um, oh, so that was where your dad's... What would, what would be down there? He used to have an abattoir down there. Oh, right, okay. And that, going back, was owned by old Johnny Ronan, as they, he was um, named. from rodents, Ronan's, Ronan's? yes, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Ah. So they, he used to kill his um, animals there as well. Now, I know... This is a bit sensitive for people nowadays, you know, mm. and uh, yeah. But the abattoir, if, if you actually were walking on the quay, you still the whole back of that building. Mm. It's right up to the old um, Magnus building. Wow. So to be on that, then I was up walking past someone, day as people do when they're retired, suddenly had this dawning. I will never be able to do this, to have the coffee, to walk, to play golf. Mm. As it happened then, there was a tenant below in the fish shop and that had been belonged to my family. So um, the tenant, John Mall, um, had to give up his business. So I said to myself, sure mate, I better go down there. There's staff down there and not knowing an awful lot about the fish business. So yeah, so uh, yeah, I continued there for another six and a half years. In the fish shop? In the fish shop, yeah, very extremely tough, different business altogether. Mm. Yeah, um, extremely very close shop as regards supplies and everything. And then the supplies of Fisher uh, were then even, uh, you know, they were declining. There was less and less. There was more deals being done with Europe and whatever. So it was um, very limited as to what you can get. And then be very weather-driven. You have customers coming in depending on you, like any Mm. business. But when it's Mm. uh, weather-driven, it it can be difficult to keep supply going. So then I finally did decide to retire. Yeah, yeah.
1: So you mentioned golf there, you're obviously an avid Yes, player. I play,
0: play a bit of golf, yes, yeah, yeah, I do, yeah. I say a, a
1: bit of golf, I bet you're really good, Phil. Not you? at all, not at all, they no, I... No, they all no, say no. that, they all no, say that. No, no,
0: no, 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 <laughs> I'm a more sociable person. If somebody asks me to go somewhere or go for a meal or go out for a night, I think that's my priority, but anyway, the golf comes there as well, yeah. Yeah, it's good, you know.
1: One final question. Do you have a favourite place or part of Clonmel?
0: I suppose the keys. yeah. Like, like a lot of us say, mm. it's mm. ours, it's near us, it's, can mm. be so proud of it, mm. Mm. you know, and, and um, Blue Way and looking at that mountain and then go down to the Anna Bridge and walking down there and down to Kilsheiland and... It's gorgeous, isn't it? Absolutely beautiful. Mm. you yeah. a lovely day as well. Actually. Yeah. Oh, God. And have you seen the, um, the exhibition of the new plans for the Way?
1: Yes, I have.
0: Very exciting. Mm. Very exciting. New bridge being yeah, proposed, bridge uh, right. bridge going over from um, Sarsfield Street, uh, the corner of the Arms going right over. That's linking Shore Island, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. and the integration of the other side of town. Yeah. I think they're terrific plans, and um, I hope everybody, you know, they're going to on Board Planola. and so I hope people just actually go into the council mm-hmm. offices or online and have a look at them.
1: Let's hope it comes into yeah, it's fruition. A hu- It'll be to see. Yeah,
0: it's a huge future for the town mm-hmm. again isn't it very forward-thinking against all the negativity of the town in the past but it's very forward-thinking
1: do you know what it's been a pleasure phil thank Keogh, you Mark. thank you so much
0: thank you so much the Clonmel podcast
1: thank you phil so there we have it that is the Clonmel podcast for this friday the 13th of october oh nearly forgot time to announce the winners of our hashtag where's Mella competition Mella was indeed at the Tipperary Museum of Hidden History. Mm, I think he spotted them. I've done the draw. What two. this week's winners on Instagram, Gemma K Martin and on Facebook, Teresa Johnson. You both receive the very nice Clonmel podcast mug and look out for Mella around town again next week. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to get in contact, you can email Podcast at gmail.com. You'll find us on Facebook, Instagram, and on X, formerly Twitter, and, of course, on the website, www.theclonmailpodcast.com. Until next week, stay safe, look after one another, and I'll talk to you then. Bye-bye. This podcast was brought to you by the Village Grill, Clarahan. Open six days a week, closed on Mondays. Did you know they also have their own food truck, which is available for private event hire and now taking bookings for 2024 communions and confirmations. For more, go to www.soulpanfoodtruck.ie. That's soulpanfoodtruck.ie.
2: You've been listening to the Clumbell Podcast with Mark Whelan. Produced by West
0: 10 Audio Productions. Your town, your podcast.